Hi, Bruno Jr. here. Our podcast, Busting Addiction and Smiths, is sponsored by SafeHouseRehab.com. SafeHouse believes that traditional treatments fall short of the needs of clients who face the modern problems of addiction. Modern problems need modern solutions. Multiple addictions, multiple relapses, multiple triggers, and cheaper and more powerful street drugs set up unprecedented challenges facing treatment centers. What is needed is a more sophisticated approach, a better way forward. There are three reasons to choose our progressive modern treatment program. One, a more sophisticated intake process. Two, technology proven to enhance recovery. And three, the most robust aftercare program in our sector. To learn more, visit us at safehouserehab.com. This is Season 11, Episode 7, Is Fear Running Your Life? Today, I wish to speak about the topic of fear and ask you this question. Is fear running your life and you don't even know it? Question mark? I've been studying the topic of fear closely for a number of years now in my quest to overcome yet another obstacle in my own life and my own recovery, and that is chronic pain. I shall demonstrate the relevance of this connection in a moment. Fear triggers more than you realize. There are more truer figures than, than you perhaps realize what the geniuses at Apple and the other tech companies have been researching, and they've invested heavily in human response research because billions depend on it, has resulted in things like the notification ping that happens on your smartphone several times a day. Now, my podcast and blog are dedicated to addiction, and you can see where I'm going here. We have clearly and decisively become addicted to our devices. And one of the reasons goes beyond mere survival in this fast-moving digital universe. The digital age has conditioned us to fear, believe it or not. The geniuses have figured out that the ping triggers two hormones in the brain, dopamine, which controls a level of pain and pleasure, and cortisol, which controls your fight-or-flight response. You feel pleasure after you respond to the ping when it's good news and pain when it's annoyance or it's bad news. You are also in the grip of FOMO, F-O-M-O, fear of missing out. Because we all share the human desire to belong, to feel a part of something bigger than just us, to not feel alone, for humans are social animals to the core. Hence it is called none other than social media, for a reason. Cortisol in your brain gets activated when you feel mad and want to fight, like send a nasty message or run whenever. Something happens that makes you scared. For example, you choose not to confront your addict son over his staying away for days at a time. That's the flight response. When you want to beat the heck out of him, that's the fight response. What happens, however, is this. Your brain is on high alert these days. It's on high alert mostly due to fear. Fear triggers pain. My studies about chronic pain and the role of pain has revealed that fear feeds the chronic pain cycle. It's called neuroplastic pain because this type of chronic pain is not caused by a physical source. The original cause of the pain, say a back injury, is long since healed, but the pain persists because the brain has constructed a neural pathway that it uses whenever there is stress or fear. It's made a mistake that can be unlearned, but if our brain stays on high alert, this pain will endure. It won't go away. And the fear of further pain paralyzes us. The London Pain Clinic says this, People who suffer chronic pain generally experience more anxiety and fear than others. 
Fear of further pain can lead to avoidance behavior like, for example, avoiding exercise, not leaving the house, avoiding normal functional activities like walking the dog, and bending over to pick something up. Over time, all of this leads to deconditioning, decreased mobility, weight gain, and depression. We're in familiar territory now. I would be willing to bet that the family members in a household with an active addict or alcoholic experience much more fear, more headaches, and more chronic pain, probably more so than any other group. Their brains are on high alert 24-7. This is horribly stressful. I attended Al-Anon meetings for many years, and I can tell you that members themselves disclosed that the state of their mental and physical health had pretty much gone to hell. Not only were they in constant fear, but the fear was further amplified by resentment, anger, frustration, depression. So let's talk about liberation. The first thing that happened to liberate them from the self-imposed prison was to admit that they were essentially powerless over the disease and that they could adopt a higher power that they could believe in so, they could, so that they could live one day at a time without fear. Fear runs the alcoholic. We are taught in our 12-step program that the chief activator of our character defects, also known as insanity, is self-centered fear. Fear of losing something that we value or the fear of not getting something that we demand or crave or have like right now, goddammit. We are told the following. Unreasonable fear that our instincts will not be satisfied drives us to covet the possession of others, to lust for sex and power, to become angry when our instinctive demands are threatened, to be envious when the ambitions of others seem to realize while ours are not. We crave for things fearing there will never be enough. These fears are the termites that ceaselessly devour the foundations of whatever life we try to build. Perhaps this passage will educate the family that their loved one is also in a constant state of fear, including the fear of being found out, the fear of not having enough of the substance to feed the addiction, the fear of looking bad because of low self-esteem and of shame, the fear of rejection by a group he wants desperately to be a part of, and many other fears. At the end, at the bottom, is isolation and despair. Almost all of the fears have become realized by that point. The family is dragged down with it. If the addict were just a lone character, you would still feel sorry for him. But the bigger tragedy is that his untreated diseases drag the family down with him, not until the family is awakened and starts to help itself. Embracing the idea that this is a family disease, can there be any hope of freedom? Fear is an illusion. My favorite author is Mark Twain, who's known to have said this. I have experienced many terrible things, most of which have never happened. What was once a crucial tool of survival eons ago in the history of mankind, and that fear kept us out of danger from predators in the wild, fear has now become an adversary in and of itself. It threatens our peace of mind, it induces pain, it runs our lives without us even knowing it at the conscious level. It is an illusion, for we fear things we need not fear. We are heedless, however, to the more real dangers, denial, lust for possessions, the desire for control, avoidance of accountability, and the lack of trust or faith. All driven by fear. Fear is that, quote, evil and corrosive thread that ran through our lives until we discovered truth and faith in a power greater than ourselves, however this power is defined. 
Faith and love are real. They're not illusions. They are as powerful and as real as any intangible one can imagine. So there you have it. What have we learned about fear today? We have learned that fear, one, is responsible for more damage than most people realize when it is unacknowledged. Two, fear triggers chronic pain, a relatively new finding in the research of chronic pain and a factor in families of active addicts and alcoholics. Three, fear has our brains on the alert 24-7 and is the major cause of stress-related dysfunction, such as fear of further pain, leading to avoidance behavior. Four, Fear inhabits the lives of dysfunctional, addictive families, causing anxiety, denial, anger, and depression. And five, fear is the ultimate illusion, and it's overcome by qualities such as just as intangible, but real in their own way, and that is love and faith. Our podcast is sponsored by SafeHouseRehab.com, a modern approach to recovery. To learn more, visit us at safehouserehab.com.